Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Hi, my darlings, and welcome back to the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I just woke up. I literally just, just, just woke up. It is Tuesday today for a little bit of time reference. And I have ahead of me my very last day in Aruba. I feel like today and the past couple of days have culminated in just the biggest ending of a chapter. I I can't even really begin to wrap my head around it, to be honest. So much heartache has come our way over the past few days. We've also had so much joy. I've experienced an unbelievable amount of trust and synchronicity. And we had this amazing full moon in Scorpio that just brought everything to its peak. And I'm sitting here now a couple of hours away from heading to the airport to go to Sweden with Leia and Ringo, just the three of us for now. And in my body right now, I mean, having just woken up, I love doing a little check-in, you know, before we've kind of, you know, transitioned to that completely awake state, that first thing in the morning check-in. And if I check in with my own body right now, I feel, hmm, I feel really ready, <laughs> to be honest. So I'm actually, I was thinking that I, this, this week's episode, I would record from Sweden and give you a, a Swedish update and, you know, what was it like to travel in the middle of this pandemic and all of it, this big return. I really feel like this is a, a big return in a sense. But then I realized we're going to land super late on Wednesday. I have no idea what it's going to be like when we get there. If we're going to have Wi-Fi, you know, we're, I've rented this tiny little cabin in the middle of the woods, literally in the middle of nowhere. So to be safe, I'm recording today to, to make sure we don't go without a pod this week, because that would be sad. But I'm also really happy that I get the chance to, to share today, because, yeah, we had, a, we had a couple of big things happen. Where do I begin? <laughs> so in one sense, we had the, the culmination of the, yeah, of the most heartache, I think, or the biggest 
loss that we've experienced since losing our home and our, our belongings and our health and our sanity and our grounding to toxic mold. And it's something that I've been putting off all throughout this time. I mean, it's been, time flies. It's been a month and a half since we left home. So it's been, it's been over six weeks. We celebrated Leia's birthday, which was March 13th. We had a big party for her. And immediately after that, we, we, yeah, we just left everything behind and, and bailed. And the thing that I knew would be the most challenging, and I spoke about this right then, I mean, a month and a half ago, knowing we would have to let go of Leia's stuffed animals. I mean, she's four years old. Her stuffed animals are super important to her. She only has one single animal, I mean, one single toy, really. She, she isn't that attached to stuff, to be honest, which I'm really grateful for right now. She isn't one of those, you know, she's really good at sharing. She'll share toys with friends and invite people into her room and plays. And, you know, I feel like oftentimes I remove things from her bedroom just to keep things fresh. Like I do that all the time at home. I'll just take a little box and I'll look around the room and I feel like, okay, she hasn't played with this in a long time or this. And then I put that away. And then if two months later I bring that box out, it's like Christmas, you know, she's so excited to see those things. And she never notices when something disappears, you know, so she's not that attached to things. But she has Bear, right? She has Bear. Bear is this little gray, completely, you know, very well loved. I, I posted pictures of, of Bear on Instagram. If you follow me there, you can go look. You know, one of those stuffed animals that you can just tell has been so loved for so long. <laughs> she got Bear from one of my siblings, who's a half sibling, but always feels like a full sibling. One of my siblings, their grandma, who isn't my grandma, who isn't related by blood to me in any way. So it's their, their dad's mom. We share the same mom and then their dad's mom. Her name is Margarita. She's actually a really, really well-known, how do you call it? Ceramicist? Is that a word? Like potterer and ceramicist in, in Sweden. Her name is Margarita Henrik. She's an artist. She's amazing. And she's been part of our family, you know, since my since my sibling were born, was born. And Margarita, she gave Leia when she was born, this bear, you know, she was just born. It was like one of those first stuffed animals that she ever got. And I, it was when she was a year. I mean, she didn't, it wasn't this, like this bear was around every day when she was born. Bear was kind of in the background until she was like a year and a half, I think. And all of a sudden she created this unbelievable unbearable. <laughs> I love using bear for puns now. Unbelievable bond with bear. I mean, he's gray. He lost an ear to one of the dogs. I'm pretty sure it's Keela. She's the only one who ever nibbles stuffed animal and, and shoes and things like that. So Keela, one of our dogs. Yeah, bear lost an ear to her. So, you know, he's this gray, fluffy, little one-eared bear, and he is the most important thing in Leia's life. I mean, he goes everywhere. She sleeps with him every night. We even talked about this. I mean, as every parent I'm sure has, who has a, a child with an, you know, a toy or a stuffed animal that's crucial. Like, should we get a backup bear in case something happens to bear? Which I'm kind of glad now we didn't because backup bear would have been in our house and everything in our house is, 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 is ruined and toxic, right? So, but we talked about it, but we never researched it. So a month and a half ago, right after her birthday, when we started just started the process of packing up the house. And we did a little bit of laundry there because we knew we needed some sort of clothing to wherever we were going. We didn't know how long we were going for. We didn't know what was going to happen. I just knew there's toxic mold in this house. This is why I'm sick. 
I mean, this is it. You know, one of those light bulb moments of holy shit, we got to get out right now. So we did a tiny bit of laundry and I just Googled my way, you know, how do you launder clothes after mold? And it said, you need like vinegar and you need borax and you need this. I don't know. And we tried different things, but I, I didn't know it then, but everything we cleaned then wasn't clean for mold or mycotoxins. So basically we brought, you know, we knew we were living with some level of mycotoxins even after we moved out, but immediately I felt better. But I knew already then bear, he's not going to make it, you know. You can't save stuffed animals. Stuffed animals is one of those things that are like a hard no, especially stuffed animals, you know, that belong to children because they sleep with them in their face all the time. And I've learned a little more about this process of how you evaluate something that potentially still has mycotoxins in it, even after you've tried cleaning it. Say you have a piece of furniture and it's like a little... It's like a little side table at a sofa and you're like, hmm, I'm not sure if this is 100% clean. It doesn't have any visible mold on it, but you're not going to sleep eight hours a night or 10 hours a night snuggling that, that side table, right? So chances are, even if that item has some toxins still left in it, it might not contribute to you being super sick, right? But things we sleep with or things we put in our mouths or things we use you know, around our faces and kind of intimately those are non-negotiable, like you cannot keep them. Mattresses, duvets, pillows, stuffed animals, jackets that you wear for long periods of time. I mean, thick sweaters and throws and blankets and things like that. It's just, it's not possible, right? Same with like water bottles and anything you use to like ingest food with. If it's questionable, you just get rid of it right away. So I knew already then, like bear is going to have to go, you know, and I posted a picture on Instagram stories in the middle of that beginning of this heartache which now I feel, I feel very weathered. I feel like I've been through the ringer, you know, I am a mold expert. Anytime I talk with a new person about mold, either like mold remediation of homes or the toxicity levels in bodies and what to do, they always answer, always, wow, you're really an expert, huh? And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, (laughs) I mean, not by choice. I don't want, I didn't want to become an expert on this bullshit, but I have learned so much. So even then, you know, when I was this naive, (laughs) non-mold expert, non-mycotoxin expert, just getting my family out of this house, right? I knew Bear is not going to make it. But everything was already so traumatic. I mean, it was, I think, more for me than anyone else in the beginning. But then Leia started showing some really just serious symptoms that she wasn't doing well, you know, a couple of weeks into leaving. She was all of a sudden getting super stressed and anxious and she still has this major separation anxiety for a few weeks. Like I couldn't go to the bathroom without bringing her with me into the bathroom because I would tell her like, Leia, I'm going to the bathroom and I point to the bathroom and she would be five feet away sitting at a table. And then, you know, she's like lost in, in herself a little bit the way she is as a Pisces. And then she would look up and not immediately see me and go into complete just bawling like mama, like she really would think she lost me, you know, and I'm right there, you know, right in the bathroom. So I started going to the bathroom with the door open so she could still see me or bringing her with me and just changing how I do things. You know, I realized like, okay, she's really ungrounded. We took her home away. We took all her belongings away. Me and Dennis are, have never been more stressed. I mean, and we've tried to keep it at a manageable level and try to keep our ourselves together around her but of course she knows everything she notices everything she hears us whisper at night you know and talk over her head when we're trying to talk about something that we don't want her to hear or 
you know, of course, of course, like children, they, they're sponges. They know everything. You can't, can't lie. You can't fake it and say everything's okay. You know? So she got this, got this major separation anxiety and we decided, okay, we're going to change some things right away. Like normally for bedtime, literally since she was, I mean, we, we, we did like a gentle sleep training with her. Super, super amazing, soft, soft one. When she was, we started when she was five months old, I think. And since then, every night of her life, we've had the same evening routine, right? Where we brush our teeth, or we take a bath, we brush our teeth, put our PJs on, prepare the bed. She gets to pick one book. We read one book and then we say goodnight and then you walk out, you know, we don't linger. We've never lingered. She's never asked us to linger. Like she's been always super independent in her sleep. When she was a baby, actually, she slept horribly up until the point that she got her own room. It was like, I wanted to co-sleep and kangaroo sleep and like do the whole like hippie natural mom thing where we're never apart. And it was horrible. I mean, it really was. And then I got her own crib in our room and she slept a little better. I put the crib a little further away. She slept a little better. And then she got her own room and boom, she slept through the night right away. I mean, it was one of those things where she was like, thank you. Like I need my own space. And she's been like that her whole life. So it's always like, like when we'll have people over and it's time for bedtime. And I know it's normal to do this shuffling thing where, you know, you lie down next to your kid and they don't want to go to bed. And it's like a back and forth and la la la. And maybe you have to, you know, lie next to them until they fall asleep. Leia was never like that. It was like, drop her off in bed and go peace. And then you leave and that's it. Like a five minute every night. So this all ended, you know, the moment, the moment we moved out of the house. She couldn't sleep on her own. And I told Dennis, like, we are not gonna, you know, force her to, to, to sustain these routines that we have had when, when we don't have any routines in the rest of our lives. Like, that is not fair. You know, her needs have shifted, so we're going to shift how we do all of this now for her. Just be there as close as we can with her all the time, every moment of the day. And that's what we did. And if I feel really good about that. I feel really... Dennis was worried, like, are we messing her up now for the rest of childhood? Like, she'll never sleep again, alone again? Or, and I don't think so. I think, you know, when we feel unsafe, we need more closeness. And then when we, when we find our ground again, we'll feel safe to sleep again, right? I really believe that. Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer! 
Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. So yeah, and of course, in all of this, you know, the one, <laughs> the one thing where everything kind of, the one thing holding her at her center really has been bare. I mean, all throughout, like, you know, she's had bear and I, and I told Dennis also like, we're going to clean everything as much as we can while we are, you know, living in these Airbnbs and things like that. But bear, you know, he stays until we have an option because we didn't have an option. And I'm like, it's, this will traumatize her more than the house, more than our anxiety, more than like losing her room, like her thing, like this is, this, this will, this will be, make it unbearable. So I washed Bear, I mean, a million times. <laughs> he looks even scruffier now than he did before this. And you can't wash a stuffed animal, right? There's this option I could cut him open, take the stuffing out and stuff him with something else. But then I would risk like dismembering him, you know, and making him look not like himself. Maybe that would be more traumatic. Like I didn't know. So we just decided like, okay, we're going to keep this one semi-toxic thing. Like that's what it is until we have an option. And then people on the internet, when I shared this, like, we're going to lose Bear, Bear is Leia's most important thing. The response I got online, I mean, on Instagram specifically was, it really pulled at people's heartstrings, this thought. I mean, I, I think a lot of us have that. We've had that experience of having a lovey or having a super important stuffed animal or Bear or something and then losing that thing. I had people write me like, I lost my version of Bear when I was an adult. It was heartbreaking like you know as an adult it's hard to lose those things that mean so much right I mean I had it happen I was 10 or 11 I think and I lost all the belongings in my room this is one of those like I don't know like I talked to my dad about this sometimes like he was just crazy and he still doesn't think that this was strange at all but we were I was 10 I was living with my mom and we had a room at my dad's house forever he lived in Uppsala at the time. And it was a room I'd had since I was really little. Like I had all my, you know, for that part of my life, because I would shuffle between mom and dad when I was little, I had my most important things, right? I mean, really, I can close my eyes and remember those things right now. I had, I mean, I had a penguin, like a stuffed animal, really big, like big, big penguin that I loved. I had a white seal that you could like spoon and wrap your arms and legs around completely, like a really soft, big white seal. I had a, one of those little musical jewelry boxes. Do you guys remember those? You, you, you wind it up in the back and then you open it and there's a little ballerina inside twirling. And I remember this musical box so much because I put really precious things in there. Like I can really remember I had like a really special rock that I found that I thought was the most amazing rock I'd ever seen. And it was like prehistoric or I had a whole story around this rock. I'd put that in there. I had a little note from my friend that she had written me. I put that in there. I had a card for my grandma. Like I just had special things that I put in there. It was really important, this musical box that I had. And then I had this picture frame of two swans. I don't know why. I mean, I had a picture frame of these two swans. It was on my little desk there in this, in this little room that I had. And I can close my eyes and remember all these things. Like I can remember like what they feel like to the touch. I mean, honestly. And then, you know, I think I was 10, maybe 11. He decided to sell the house. And of course, me or my brother, we weren't a part of that, you know, conversation. We were kids, you know, no one asked, you know, how do you feel about selling this house or anything? Like we weren't really aware that the house was going. 
all of a sudden he just told us the house is gone. And I think about that now and like, hey, that is not, that is not epic parenting. I mean, to be honest, like, like when we have a transition coming with Leia, how important it is to, to prepare her for that transition, right? To prepare your kids for change, to tell them change is coming, you know, to, to talk to your kids. And I guess in this time, it's just, yeah, it just slipped his mind, I think. And I remember like he told us the house is gone. He sold the house. Like it was nothing, you know, and I, and like my, my stomach just dropped and I went, well, what about my room? Oh, I gave all of your things away to an orphanage. And, and I mean, I could cry thinking about this right now. He gave all of our things. I mean, from mine and my brother's room, every single item. So he says, though, honestly, I don't know if this is even true, to an orphanage in Latvia. My dad lived half of the time in Latvia for almost my entire life. And, and that made it almost harder because it was like, look, there was like orphaned kids that needed stuff, right? So I didn't really, I couldn't be, I couldn't even be upset that all my belongings were gone. You know, it felt like superficial or mean somehow. Like I should just, I should have given that away because it was, I don't know, he might have just put it all in a dumpster. I mean, I, knowing my dad, that's probably what he did. I mean, thinking about it now, that's probably a hundred percent of <laughs> what he fucking did. But that was really traumatizing for me. I mean, really, really was. And when I share that about Leia's bear, I mean, I shared about all our belongings. But when I think about her room, the one thing that stands out is bear. And so many of you guys were like, no, this can't happen. And you were, I, I got over 1,200 emails from people who saw that, that story on Instagram who sent me either variations of bear that they felt looked similar enough to bear all the way to Swedish people because Bear is from a Swedish company and they don't make him anymore. You know, of course I Googled this. Of course I wasn't like, oh, Leia's going to lose Bear and we have nothing and, you know, there's no more Bear. Like I Googled this, of course, and I have in the past too. It's by a company called Molly Toys and they discontinued Bear. Like there's no Bear. And then all these Swedish people start sending me these variations of this website. It's kind of like an eBay, but it's more underground. I don't know not really great quality. Like I would, have, I would have not found that site on my own where they just found the article number of Bear and researched their way there up until the point of people like, hey, I'm buying Bear. Where do I send him? <laughs> you know, I'm buying new Bear. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we ordered two and uh, shipped them to my to my assistant, my executive assistant, Courtney. She lives in Holland. She still has one for safekeeping in case there's another apocalypse of some sort. One bear <laughs> is living with Courtney in Holland. And then the other bear she sent like via FedEx here to Aruba. So from the moment we found new bear, we've been talking about, you know, I had to break it to Leia. Like, hey, you know, you know how all of our things Everything is moldy. We've tried to explain what mold is, but it's, it's very hard to explain, but that things are dirty and it's a little bit dangerous to breathe with those things. And that's some things from our house we've, we've lost. 
And I've been, been breaking this over weeks, like slowly to her. Not everything's fucking gone, right? But like slowly. I've shown her like little images of like a shelf, like, oh, we used to have things there, but now it's empty. Like I want her to have her head wrapped around that this has happened because she knows it already. I mean, she hears us talking about this 24-7. She knows it. I can't lie to her. I can't lie to her. I mean, probably trying to pretend this wasn't happening in the beginning is what led to that separation anxiety because I was like, everything is fine. You know, I didn't sit down and talk to her about exactly what was happening because I thought it was too much for her. And then, you know, feeling like you can't talk to your parents about something that's scary or something that you know is happening probably is, is the hardest thing, right? So we are talking about things. And then I said, what would you say if, if, if you got a new bear? And then she said, one with two ears? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, one with two ears. Like, you got a bear with two ears. What would you think? Like, I, 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 f- I heard that there is a new bear on his way to you. And she goes, what? From where? And I was like, uh, from Holland. He's coming from Holland. So for like a month, we've spoken about new bear. And once in a while, she'll ask. She says, is new bear still coming? I said, yeah. He's on a boat right now from Holland. He's really working so hard to get here. And New Bear is really fluffy and really clean. He has two ears, you know. So she's had this idea in her head that New Bear is coming. And then I introduce, like, when New Bear comes, you know, what do you think about about giving Old Bear away? And when I first said that, she was really casual about it. She was like, yeah, we can do that. I said, yeah, are you okay with that? Would that feel good? New Bear comes and we say bye-bye to Old Bear. And she goes, uh-huh, yeah, that's okay. And then later in the day, she goes just on her own without talking about it. But why do we have to let go of old bear? And I said, well, remember that we had some mold in the house. So everything that was a little moldy, we have to let go of. We have to throw away or give away, I said. And she goes, but bear isn't even dirty. Bear is not dirty. Bear is not moldy. And I was like, no, I know, I know. But when new bear comes, you know, you guys are going to have so much fun. So maybe maybe there's another child out there that wants to play with with old bear because she has she's also and I realize as I say that now that's dangerously similar to the orphanage story my dad told. But she has experience before of like toy drives and things like that. They do for school all the time where you look around your room and like okay, what do you not play with? What do you want to let go of? And what do you want to give to a child that doesn't have any toys? So it's like a familiar idea. That has worked really well in the past. And she's let go of a lot of things like that in the past for a real, for a real reason to actually give to one of the two orphanages here on the island. Not a lie, but for real. And she was like, yeah, I want to do that. Oh, they're going to be so happy. Yes, let's do that. Okay, I get new bear and old bear goes to, to someone who doesn't have any bear. And I was like, okay, great. That was it. She didn't say a word of it for the rest of the night and or for the rest of the day. And then in the middle of the night, she wakes up in the world's worst nightmare. I mean, it's like screaming for her life. You know, as a parent, when you hear your kid, that kind of high-pitched scream in the middle of the night and you just kind of shoot out of bed, like what is going on? And she's in her room freaking out because she can't find Bear. And she's crying and the hyperventilating and goes, you know, really, like I could barely, I could barely get her to, to catch a breath. I lost Bear. I can't find him. I can't find him. I dreamt that Bear was gone. I dreamt that someone took Bear away and now I can't find him. And then I see he's under the bed. So she woke up from a nightmare where she lost Bear. Someone took Bear away. And then when she went to reach for him, he wasn't there. And then she had opened all the closets in her room. She'd opened all the drawers. I mean, she like tore that room apart in the night, in the middle of this nightmare, basically, looking for Bear. 
and hyperventilating, you know, and I was like, oh my God, okay, you know, I guess we're, we're living with bear for the rest of our lives. Like, this is not going to happen. This is not, I mean, I could cry thinking about it because it was, I, you know, and anyone listening who goes like, but it's just a toy. It's just a thing, you know, real terrible heartache happens to people all around the world and to children all around the world. But to a four-year-old child, belongings equal structure, you know, belongings equal literally safety structure, like knowing where things are, knowing what your life is. It is that navigating your life through what you can touch, through your physical, tangible things. Belongings mean so, so much. And this is like the one, you know. So that night I, I calmed her down. And then I said to Dennis, I'm like, okay, we might have to like encase bear in resin. <laughs> or like, I, I don't know, we can't live with him we know this like Leia's mycotoxin levels of this specific mycotoxin produced by this specific mold that came from the attic above her room like is dangerously high in her little body I cannot let her breathe in these same toxins you know for years to come because we can't let go of bear like that it's not an option like it's not bear is important but but her health is is more important you know and then the strangest kind of thing happened. Like, I don't know even how to, how to explain it, but it was almost like that night and that nightmare, like it got something out of her system. I don't know. She got to fully act out how scared she was of losing Bear. And after that night, she started talking about new Bear all the time. When is he coming? When is he getting here? What do you think he's doing right now? Is he really waiting for me? Is he really looking for me? So she started telling herself this bigger, bigger story about new Bear. And then all of a sudden, she's like leaving Old Bear behind. It happened a bunch. She went to bed without Old Bear. In the past week, I think like four nights, she forgot about Bear and just went to sleep. And I like find Bear on the floor in the kitchen. I was like, wait, she just went to bed without Bear? Okay. Like that's, I'm not going to go upstairs and bring him, you know? I'm like, okay, that's interesting that that just happened, you know? So it was almost like she started just shifting focus. Like she understood that this is happening. And I don't know, like she's processing, I guess. And then new bear arrived and I decided, okay, we're going to do this a few days before we leave for Sweden. So that it's also a good moment to transition. Like we're going to bring new bear to Sweden. <laughs> it just occurred to me, you guys, that this is an entire podcast about a bear. <laughs> oh my God. I hope you are as engaged in this story as I am. Okay. I just realized this is an entire podcast about a bear. <laughs> Oh man. So, <laughs> so yesterday I decide, okay, this is the day we're going to make the switch. We're going to make the exchange, right? So I go to Island Yoga at Island Yoga. We sell really cute little gift boxes. It says happy box on it. And inside there's like a little, like, yeah, little, little notebooks and little things like that. I took one of those boxes. I put new bear in the box and then I wrote a letter from new bear. I can read it to you in case you haven't, in, ca in case you don't follow me on Instagram and you haven't read this already. The letter says, Dear Lea Luna, my name is New Bear. I have waited for you all my life. I can't wait to be your new best friend. Please put old bear in this box. He is going on a trip to see the whole world. I love you, New Bear. <laughs> and I hung this little letter, almost like a little sign, like a little plaque I hung around New Bear's neck. And then I put New Bear in the box outside the door, like outside the front door. And then Leah was home, she was changing, we were about to go to dinner, and then I knocked on the door and like ran to the side. 
And all the dogs started barking, which they do when someone knocks on the door. So it felt really real. And I was like, Leia, I think someone's at the door for you. And she runs over to the door and just her face, like we did a little video snippet of this. You can't really see her face when she sees the new bear, but her face, I mean, she's just in awe. She goes, new bear, you know, her eyes are just so wide. She takes him in. She immediately gives him like a huge hug and a kiss on the forehead. She goes, mom, new bear. And I'm like, how did he get here? He knocked on the door. (laughs) He just knocked on the door. And then I read her the letter. And then as soon as the letter said, please bring old bear and put him in the box. He's going on a trip. She just, I'm going to get him. And she did that on her own. Got bear. Old bear got to meet new bear very briefly. I tried to keep them from touching at all. And then she put old bear in the box and put the box outside and closed it. We closed the door. Like that was it. And then she said, what's going to happen with old bear? I said, he's going on a trip and he's going to see the whole world. It's going to be a big adventure. And I kind of like this explanation because it's a little bit open-ended. It's not like you're never going to see bear ever again in your entire life. Bear is dead. No, because that's also not true. You know, I am going to, like he's wrapped in a triple Ziploc now in toxic storage. I am going to try to, like my plan is if it doesn't go down well, and in a week, she loses it with New Bear. New Bear doesn't feel real. Old Bear is everything. Then I'll take Old Bear to like a teddy bear restoration or something. Like I'll send him to one of those places where they take the stuffing out, which would still take like a month for us to get him back. You know, so either way, yeah, I'm just keep, I have him for safekeeping, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I like this idea that it's a little bit open-ended, like Bear is out on a journey, right? And she runs to the window and she's staring there for a long time. She was like, well, well, how is he going to, when is he going to go, you know? And then I just tried to distract her a little bit. And I was like, remember the necklace you made for new bear? Do you want to go show him? She already made him a necklace and everything. And then she went there and then Dennis snuck out and moved old bear away. And then she ran back to the window a little later and like, oh, he's left for his journey, mom. And I was like, yeah, yes. <laughs> and I had this idea that what if Bear would send Leia postcards from different parts of the world? Wouldn't that be really funny? I haven't decided yet because maybe Bear is old Bear is out of her mind now and new Bear is everything. And I don't want to remind her of old Bear anymore. But since this happened, I mean, new Bear is like she she's playing with him in a way that's way bigger than how she ever played with old Bear. She has all these stories for New Bear. She's talking from the voice of New Bear. She's asking me questions and then it's questions from the voice of New Bear. New Bear is eating and drinking and Old Bear was never like played with in that sense. Old Bear was more to cuddle and hug when you sleep kind of thing to like bring places. But he was like, I don't know, he was a little more a sidekick. New Bear is front and center. And I don't know if she's doing this as a way to help her process and to continue make New Bear, making New Bear more important than Old Bear, if this is just like a genius thing her little being is doing. But it's been, like I have to knock on wood. I mean, it's just been two days, but so far, so good. Like the transition of the most heartbreaking moment of this whole thing has happened now. Like we're, we're over it. We're past that now. And what that makes me feel is like, it's not going to get any worse. <laughs> is that cynical, <laughs> cynical of me to say? But that's what it really feels like. It feels like we are over the hump of the worst because I've had this image in my mind the whole time for these six weeks. We are going to have to take old bear away. And this is like going to be the worst because of course what hurts her hurts me and then is the absolute most. And now that moment is over. She's happy. I mean, she might still be anxious and she might, you know, worry and wonder about things 
which is normal. I was telling Dennis yesterday, like if she wasn't anxious, if she had no behavioral changes after her whole entire life was ripped from underneath her, that would be strange. Honestly, that would be concerning if she lost everything she knows, right? Her whole normalcy, her whole house, her home, her belongings, her toys, her life, right? Including like the sanity of her parents, which I think is the most important thing when it comes to keeping a child steady is how steady am I, right? And I haven't been at all. I mean, I've been losing it basically. Like if all of this happened and she showed zero, zero effects of that, like that would be strange. Like it's healthy and normal that she has separation anxiety. It's healthy and normal that she's done a few things. Like she's been drawing on the walls. She's never done that once in her life. Never. I mean, she's very like, she knows what the rules are. She knows what we do and what we don't do. She's one of those kids that will like tell on other kids. You know what I mean? Like she's, she really gets like, this is allowed and this is not allowed. And then I ask her, you know, why, why did you do that? And she says, well, I, I wanted, I wanted you to see it. She'll say, or I wanted, I wanted to be silly with you. I wanted to be funny with you. Like little things like that, which is big things I know. But I feel like at the end of it all, you know, things could be a lot worse, which is like one of those shitty cliches that that people say when they're in in a hard time. But it's always true, you know. Things could be a lot worse. I think about that all the time. I get messages from people on Instagram about variations of this that's happening to us but much worse where people are so sick it's years later they still haven't recovered or where people are so sick from the mold they won't ever recover where people don't have the funds to move to leave you know where people are fighting with like homeowners associations and renters and things like that or people renting the place to them and they're not getting anything back they're not getting any support they're not getting any support to move it's like you can be locked and stuck in mold you know, and we have all these blessings, these unbelievable blessings and so much abundance allowing us to move through this with some, some sort of ease, right? Some sort of flow. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for that. So yeah, this became a podcast about bear. I was going to share, but I'm realizing now this is too big of a share because it was so profound and deep, just my I'll save that for another podcast for another little story time. But last night I went home. I went to the house and sat in tea ceremony underneath Pepper's tree. So Pepper's our, our dog that passed away. He's buried in the backyard of our home, which is one also one of the reasons we're like, we can never leave here. You know, like the idea of selling the house is like not ever possible in my head because Pepper's there, you know, and his grave is there. And he has a little tree. It's a really beautiful story about his tree. I'll tell that in another time. But I sat in tea ceremony underneath his tree, just sitting on our land, just with nature, you know. That's how I spent spent like an hour and a half at sunset yesterday saying goodbye to the house. And it was so profound. This was the most profound tea ceremony I've ever had, the most profound meditation I think I've ever had on our land, like on at home, to be honest. I, I mean, I got, I got so many signs. I had to, I had to write them down because I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna remember all of this that came to me, all of this that happened on the Scorpio full moon, of course, you know, it was so big. And for me, it was, you know, we're leaving for Sweden in a couple of hours. I don't know what's going to come after that. I really don't. It looks like the house is going to be 
livable again. For me, it's a feeling of like, do I, do I want to move back? (laughs) You know, this for me opened up such a big, such a big shift in my life that I, I don't know if this is where we're supposed to be right now, right? Maybe we're supposed to spend a couple of years somewhere else. And going to Sweden doesn't feel like we're taking a trip to Sweden this time. Doesn't feel like we're going on vacation. Doesn't feel like we're going to visit some family. It feels like a return. Doesn't feel like going home, but also feels like going home somehow. So people ask, oh, are you moving permanently? You're leaving Aruba. No, we have the only plan we have. I mean, as, as far as, as, as of right now is Leia has school here in Aruba. I mean, her amazing Montessori school uh, at the end of August. That's it. I don't know what doors will open in Sweden, what, what, you know, signs will receive when we're there, how that land, you know, my original ancestral homeland will speak to me if it will be louder than my land here at home in Aruba. I don't know. So it feels like, in a way it feels like, no, it's not, we're not leaving or moving for good, but I also don't, I am, it's not like, oh, we're going for three months or four months, and then we'll be back on this date, because it doesn't feel like that either. I don't know. I don't know where we're going to live. I don't know what's ahead. I don't know when or how we'll be back. And getting to say goodbye to the house, in a sense, and sit there with Pepper was, yeah, one of the most spiritually profound experiences of my entire life. And I'll save that story for another show. This, apparently, was a show about a bear. And that just made me cry. I see you. I see you. I see you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for following along on this journey, (laughs) for taking the story about Bear and our little moon all the way into your heart, and for thinking of us and sending us so much love because I know you are. Next time we speak, I'll be in Sweden. (laughs) We'll see how that chapter begins. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yoga Girl Podcast will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you enjoyed this show, please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl Podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your podcasts. I'll see you next week.